Remember Joe Biden? Joe Biden literally urged his voters to vote in the Florida, Illinois, Arizona primaries. He said, no problem, go vote. If you're, if you're, not, if you're not feeling any symptoms, you're fine. Go vote. The right to vote is sacred. If you're feeling healthy, not showing symptoms, and not at risk of being exposed, please vote on Tuesday. Well, that was for Florida and Arizona. Want to know uh, how that's worked out for Florida? Here's the cases uh, of Florida coronavirus. Let me zoom in for you. Do you see uh, an increase anywhere there? The Florida, Illinois, Arizona primary was on March 17th. Do you you see that blue line starting to go up after March 17th? Do you see it skyrocketing now? Yeah, of course. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I don't know what caused what. But I do know a lot of older people went out to vote because people like Joe Biden were urging them to go out to vote. And by the way, his absurd statement if you're not feeling any symptoms that he said in uh, around the time of the Florida primary again this is what he said if you're not if you're feeling healthy not showing symptoms of course was totally against CDC guidelines because as many as 25% a quarter of people infected with the coronavirus may not show symptoms asymptomatic So Biden literally risked his voters' lives in Florida and Arizona and Illinois to get the votes, to get those old folks to come out and vote for him. Just keeping it real because that's his base, the older voter. But it didn't stop there. This was Joe Biden yesterday on whether the Wisconsin primary on April 7th should go forward. I listened to the scientists. A convention having tens of thousands of people in one arena is very different than having people walk into a polling booth with uh, accurate spacing to six to ten uh, feet apart, one at a time going in and have machines scrubbed down. Um, But I do think there are going to be a lot more. I think you could hold the election as well, dealing with mail-in ballots and uh, same-day registration. I mean, there's a lot of things that can be done. That's for the Wisconsin courts and folks to decide. But I think it's possible to do both, to have both more mail-in ballots, people, and today is the last day, I guess, till five o'clock to ask for one. It was an hour time difference from where I am in Wisconsin. And uh, I think it could be done based on what I've been hearing from the news and what I understand uh, the governor and others are saying, but that's for them to decide. Uh, What Joe Biden was hearing from the news when he said, yeah, you know, just social distancing and, uh, you know, scrub down the machines. Everything will be fine if everybody just stays a healthy six feet away from each other and you scrub down the machines because that is obviously how things played out in Arizona, Illinois and uh, Florida. He made this statement when almost 2000 there are almost 2,000 cases of COVID-19 in Wisconsin. This is beyond reckless that he even suggested the in-person Wisconsin primary should, should go on. This is not a leader. This is somebody who is literally trying to put the election away. 
trying to win another primary, trying to, you know, put Bernie Sanders totally out of his misery, so to speak. And if we have to risk the voters to do so, to hell with it. Over 2,000 cases, 43 people have died in the state. And he's saying, oh, if you just stay six feet apart, scrub down the machines, it'll be fine. What could go wrong? Joe Biden, who claims to listen to the experts, uh, is not listening to the experts because all the experts, Bernie Sanders is not an expert, but he listens to the experts. Bernie Sanders said, no, we shouldn't have the in-person primary, and I will tell my voters not to vote. And finally, uh, we're four, four days before it, some leadership for, for a change from the Democratic Party. Tony Evers, the governor of Wisconsin, contrary to what Joe Biden says, that, oh, I think it'll be fine, just social distance and scrub down the machines, even though, as we saw in Arizona and then Illinois and Florida, half the places didn't even have <laughs> things to scrub anything down. Half the places had people packed like sardines. Governor Tony Evers of Wisconsin is now calling, on ch calling for changes to Tuesday's elections, ordering the state legislature into session and calling for an all-male election. Evers' request of lawmakers avoid any in-person voting except in limited circumstances. I don't really know what that means, but avoid any in-person voting. Send ballots to every Wisconsin voter who hasn't already requested one by May 19th. Allow voters to return ballots by May 26th. So essentially postpone the actual election till the end of May. This marks a sharp turn for Evers, who had held firm against calling for a delay in Tuesday's election. Evers had, however, previously called on the Republican-controlled legislature to send absentee ballots to every voter, which they replaced. So better late than never, kudos to the Wisconsin governor, a rare Democrat, taking leadership. But what is amazing to me about this, Joe Biden is running for president of the United States. The number one, number one task, the number one responsibility for a president, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, is to keep the American people safe. And as America is about to pass 7,000 deaths, America is about to pass 7,000 deaths from coronavirus. I believe we're well over 50,000 cases now. Wisconsin, I just showed you, about to hit 2,000 cases. Just yesterday, Joe Biden, who claims to listen to the experts, publicly said, yeah, let's have the election. It's fine if you social distance. It's fine if you scrub down the machines. To me, among the many things that make Joe Biden not someone who should be president, this is disqualifying. After you recklessly, recklessly endangered specifically senior citizens in Florida, and it's not all Joe Biden, obviously, Obviously, there were other individuals responsible for letting those elections go on in Arizona, uh, Florida, and Illinois. Governor J.B. Pritzker of Illinois, who just happened to have endorsed Joe Biden the day before the Illinois primary, he's responsible too. And when Jen and I have time, we're going to look at the curve in Florida, Arizona, and Illinois, because as I just showed you, in Florida at least, look at these numbers, folks. March 17th was the primary right there. It, is, it has skyrocketed since then. Now, not all of that is related to people who went out and voted that day, but you bet your bottom dollar 
there's a good number of those cases in that blue line since March 17th. It went, started going up right there, you see, on March 17th and 18th. That's when it started skyrocketing. It was not skyrocketing before March 17th. You do the math. There's real life or death consequences when people like Joe Biden recklessly urge people to go out and vote. Bernie Sanders is literally against his own political um, fortunes, telling his voters not to vote in person. Do not go out and vote. It is beyond reckless. Beyond reckless. And the media is not going to say a word about it. They don't care. They don't care. Who cares? As long as I win another state, as long as... Because the goal is to shame Bernie Sanders and get that rallying crowd, get it a little louder for Bernie Sanders to drop out. Because what they're going to do, what Biden wanted to do before Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers took some leadership and said, no, this is insane. This is sociopathic, if that's a word. We're not going to urge people to go out during a deadly virus that has killed 7,000 Americans where a quarter of people who have contracted it are asymptomatic. And by the way, there's absolutely no way to enforce or ensure that people are six feet away from each other because people are waiting at many polling places online for hours and hours right, right next to each other. And now there are reports that you could pass this virus off just from breathing. You could breathe and I could walk past where you breathe and contract it. It's called the novel coronavirus because we don't know every single thing about it. We don't know every single thing about it. So, thank God the governor of Wisconsin has more leadership than Joe Biden. But the unemployment rate, we saw the grim news coming out during the coronavirus pandemic. The unemployment rate, the New York Times reports, even though on paper it went up to 4.4%, it's really around 13% right now, already. It's almost certainly at its highest level since the Great Depression. The jobless rate today is almost certainly higher than at any point since the Great Depression. We think it's around 13% and rising at a speed unmatched in American history. The labor market is changing so fast that our official statistics, intended to measure changes over months and years rather than days or weeks, they can't keep up. But a a few simple calculations can help piece together a reasonable approximation. Be warned, these numbers yield an imprecise estimate of today's unemployment rate, and the truth could easily be quite a lot higher or lower. This is not an estimate of the official unemployment rate for March, which reports the state of the economy a few weeks ago when the labor market was in better shape. Nor is it a forecast of the official rate in April. The Labor Department reported on Thursday that around 9 million people had filed for unemployment insurance over the past two weeks. By contrast, in a healthy economy, fewer than half a million people would have done so. So I'm not going to read this whole thing because we don't have enough time. But the bottom line is the New York Times, through whatever wonky, geeky research they do, says, no, no, the unemployment rate realistically right now is closer to 13%. Well, if over 10 million people, if over 10 million people have lost their health insurance, 
that would mean a whole lot of people are losing, excuse me, a whole lot, uh, if over 10 million people have lost their jobs, that would mean a whole lot of people are losing their health insurance. You want to know how many people? Uh, this is a study from HMA, uh, which is part of the government, uh, I believe the government Medicaid office. They are estimating, HMA has estimated how the economic downturn primarily driven by the COVID-19 pandemic could impact enrollment in Medicaid, the Affordable Care Act, marketplaces, employer-sponsored coverage, as well as the potential change in the number of uninsured individuals. Given the current uncertainty of the U.S. economy, we have included three scenarios representing various publicly reported estimates of the potential increase in the U.S. unemployment rate. We intend to update our model more as more information becomes available. So the pre-COVID unemployment rate, if you could see that, 3%. Now their estimate and the uninsured was about 30 million people pre-coronavirus, right? So they give estimates for as the unemployment rate goes up. So their estimate for if unemployment is at 10%, which it's 100% going to go that high, they're saying the uninsured in health insurance is going to rise to between 30 and 31 million people. They're saying if unemployment goes up to 17.5%, which there are estimates saying unemployment can go as high as 30%. Obviously, these are all estimates right now. Basically, they're estimating here that if the unemployment rate goes up to 17.5%, uninsured in America might go up to 35 million. If the unemployment rate goes up to 25%, which again, Google it, there's reports saying the unemployment rate could go up as high as 30%, depending on how long this coronavirus pandemic goes on. They're estimating potentially 40 million people could be uninsured. That doesn't even take into account the underinsured in America. We're just talking straight uninsured, not people who have health insurance but can't afford it because of the high deductibles, co-pays. With that in mind, you would think a presidential candidate would jump, would jump. We need, we need Medicare for all right now. We can't, we can't have this. We can't have employer-sponsored health care. Uh, it, this is showing why it is insane to have health care tied to your employer. You can't have it. However, and by the way, the World Health Organization today, the director of the WHO, the World Health Organization, basically said as much. Take a listen. There are three main areas for countries to focus on. First, we call on all countries to ensure core public health measures are fully funded, including case finding, testing, contact tracing, collecting data, and communication and information campaigns. Second, we also call on countries and partners to strengthen the foundations of health systems. That means health workers must be paid their salaries 
and health facilities need a reliable supply of funding to purchase essential medical supplies. Third, we call on all countries to remove financial barriers to care. If people delay or forego care because they can't afford it, they not only harm themselves, they make the pandemic harder to control and put society at risk. You heard it right there. That's the director of the WHO. Joe Biden says, I listen to the experts. Well, the expert is telling you, not only does every government in the world have to provide fully funded public health care, call it whatever you want, single payer, Medicare for all, whatever, fully funded public health care right now. But if they don't, it is going to further spread the virus. You have the World Health Organization is literally telling, telling leaders, not only is it the right thing to do uh, for governments to fund uh, health care and cover their people, but this is the way we will slow down the coronavirus pandemic. If we do not provide full coverage, if we do not provide for our citizens full health care, People are not going to go to the hospital because they, if they don't have health insurance, uh, and people, and there are people that do have health insurance that can't afford it because of the copays and deductibles. They are telling you, by you, Joe Biden, they might have not said his name, but by you, by you, listening, the experts he's listening to are on Wall Street and the people lining his pockets and his campaign, funding his campaign, but. By listening to those people instead of me, the World Health Organization, by listening to the donors and Wall Street and the pharmaceutical industry and the private health insurance industry, by listening to them, people are going to die because they can't go to the emergency room. They're afraid to go to the doctor because they don't want to bankrupt themselves. So they're not going to go even if they have the symptoms of shortness of breath, of a bad cough, of a fever. And more people are going to die. That's what the World Health Organization is saying. Well, I guess doesn't matter, according to what Joe Biden said just the other day. Because as you've been seeing, our healthcare system seems to be crumbling underneath this crisis. There is not enough. There's not enough support for the healthcare system. There's not enough support for the American people inside of the healthcare system. Are you now reconsidering your position when it comes to single payer healthcare? Single payer will not solve that at all. The thing that is needed is, for example, we have a whole number of hospitals that are being so stretched, including rural hospitals, they're going to need more financing. That doesn't come from a single payer system. That comes from the federal government stepping up and dealing with the concerns that they have, the reimbursement that they're going to get, how they're going to be able to move forward, and how they're going to be able to make, provide all the needed help that are needed in their community. Joe Biden is literally saying, when asked by the anchor, Medicare for all wouldn't solve the problem. Medicare for all, single payer, wouldn't solve the problem here. What's needed is the federal government to step up, for the federal government to step up and make sure the hospitals have the funding they need. But single payer wouldn't solve anything. 
He's either a moron or just a filthy, filthy liar. Probably a mix of both. Wait a minute. The federal government? The federal government to step up and fund the hospitals? That's, that is single payer. That's what Medicare for All would do. The government would be the single payer. The government would be the ones providing the funding where necessary to hospitals. It's just unbelievable. You mean to tell me that over 10 million people, over 10 million people have filed unemployment. It's probably going to get up anywhere from 15 to 20 million pretty soon. And a government healthcare system that guarantees them healthcare, it wouldn't help. Joe Biden is either very, very stupid or very, very corrupt because he knows damn well that the only thing that will help those people right now is guaranteed health care from the government. And somebody on Twitter said to me, well, that wouldn't fix the capacity issue, Jordan. The doctors can't see that. They can't see the patients right now. Yeah, if you're not bowling over dying, the di- you would have less of a chance to be seen. But I just emailed my, one of my, a doctor of mine, and I have an appointment on Monday. It's not in person. It's one of these telemedicine things. So... Yeah, you can be seen even during the coronavirus pandemic. And by the way, if, if um, for the people getting laid off now who have no health insurance, again, if they start getting coronavirus symptoms, how many of them are going to go to the emergency room if they don't have insurance and they are not willing to bankrupt themselves? How many of them are going to roll the dice and say, you know what? I hear a lot of people are just self-quarantining themselves and beating this. I'll just try to last. I'll, I'll try to fight it at home. It is intellectual, intellectually absurd and dishonest to claim Medicare for all would not solve the problem. It wouldn't solve everything. It certainly wouldn't have stopped the coronavirus from coming. A competent president would have stopped the coronavirus from having this level of impact. 